Hello and welcome back to the Second and Two Podcast. I'm your host, TB. I got my co-host, producer extraordinaire, hat connoisseur, background in business, fresh cut, nice new glasses with the new, uh, what do you call those? Lenses? Nah. Frames? Yeah. Frames, yeah. I, I don't there think I've ever worn these on here, but I've had them for a minute. Okay, all right. I haven't seen I, I think before, I normally so. I think I normally stick to these two right here. Got just it. Yeah, they're the okay. closest to me. These these were back there, so I, I just reached for them right now. I was like, I just switched. Uh, and I never actually said your name, so Jody. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Joe? How you feeling? Good, man. How are you feeling? You you know you're a year older. Do you feel more wise or what? Yeah, dude. Twenty seventh birthday. It was a real uh, barn burner, you know. <laughs> at the uh at the school friday yeah. somehow they found out it was my birthday that day i didn't somehow, tell anybody or they should they should just know that's you know i i guess paperwork on file yeah, or whatever exactly. i didn't tell anyone <laughs> and they called me out in front of the homecoming pep rally and the whole no school way. saying to me yeah dang mr bomber like, or trevor <laughs> coach Bulmer. They went with the, they they went with the they went with the coach Bulmer. Okay. okay. <laughs> um but uh yeah, it was a little little embarrassing, you know? Yeah, I feel that. But, you know, it was all in good fun. They all I meant mean, well, so Yeah, I mean, I was like, "All right, cool." But <laughs> it's really weird when a whole group of kids and parents and people are singing to Wait, you. There was parents there too. Yeah, adults, parents, teachers, administrators, kids. Yeah. And uh you're just standing there awkwardly going, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate <laughs> exactly. you. I'm up and wave, like uh-huh. yeah. Yep. You just maybe, practice maybe, your maybe, smile and wave. That's a little bit just Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's funny. So uh and then they handed me the microphone, they're like, All right, fire us up for the homecoming game and I was like, Uh, win the game. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're like so take me. <laughs> no, I did not have any prepared speech that wasn't happening. Um, so yeah, it happens. I mean that that's something that's unexpected. Especially they're just like, here, take the mic, and you're like, what? Why? I don't even yeah. want to be up here right now. Exactly. It's exactly. <laughs> and I said, all right, well, this is what you're gonna get then. Win the game. Thank you. <laughs> and the mic back and walk off the stage. Thank you. <laughs> Um, First thing, I'd like to thank everyone for singing. That second off, let's go kick some booty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta make sure you don't say anything that'll get you fired. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we did lose the game. Um, yeah. yeah, you said twelve to two, right? Twelve to two. Um, yeah. Defensively, we played. Probably well enough to win, but you know we uh, we didn't create any turnovers, which did uh-huh. you know they created? Um, I believe it was seven turnovers plus, Jeez. I think three turnovers on downs, so like ten total, and we just created two or three turnovers on downs, uh-huh. but never a true takeaway. You know, so we dropped a couple picks. We didn't recover a fumble that we caused, so we missed uh-huh. some opportunities on defense. We did get the safety, yeah. um, and we only allowed twelve total points. But yeah, just we could have been better. 
Um, probably could have won the game. That sounds like an offensive problem, if you ask me. Well, I told the kids today we could have won the game 2-0 if we really wanted to on defense. So Yeah, true. Because um, the two touchdowns we gave up wasn't them, it was us. So we're everyone was sick watching the film this weekend. I mean, it was yeah. just one of those games where you just kind of, you know you gave it away. So mm-hmm. um, we'll be better for it, though. In the long run, I think we will be better for it. Yeah, sounds like it. I mean, I don't know. The way I see it is... Obviously, like I said, it's an offensive problem, but you, I mean, okay, let me ask this. What, what happened with the turnover on downs for both sides? Like, how far were you into the other territory that was like, you know what, let's just go for it and not kick this? Um, couple, we were in their territory once. We were in our own territory. It on was like kind of later in the game, though. We were on about our own 20. Oh, um, and uh, we tried it. My head coach said in the headset, Coach, don't kill me. And I was like, do it. Go ahead. Like, <laughs> we need it. We got to try and and it. Yeah, you got to generate something, right? It wasn't the problem on a lot of our stuff was not, you know, the call was there. What he called was right. It was execution. Yeah. So not enough push or O line didn't play yeah. well enough. Our quarterback was rattled early. Got hit a few times, so he started throwing picks. And once he threw a couple, it was like, Ugh. yeah, he was in a bad so, slump, huh? Yeah. So it just was one of those full team effort. I mean, we played well enough on defense to win, but uh, we weren't perfect. So I can always ask for more. Yeah, it sounds like someone else I know too. Our guy, Zach Wilson in the Jets, bro. (laughs) The way I see it, I was watching that game yesterday and same thing. Zach Wilson can't do much on offense. Like his throwing capability. I mean, he came alive a little bit more in the second half, but like he just looks helpless to the team. And then the defense goes out there, excuse me, try to make something happen. And then, you know, there's other, other things that happen poorly because they're trying to make a play or whatever. But yeah, he, he's not on top of that. They're not on offense long enough for the defense to even get like, uh, What's the words I'm looking for? Like, so there's still like time. Break. Yeah, exactly. They don't get time to rest. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I mean, that brings us right into the NFL week two. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of good football this weekend, but we got to start with some news and updates. Number one, the last time we recorded, we recorded before Monday Night Football. Yeah. So we have not talked about the Aaron Rodgers injury on this podcast yet. We're recording... Good. This time we were record- we waited to record month till Monday night, and so we've got a couple Monday night games happening right now um, that will keep a scores update going on those. But yeah, six to three um, for the Saints. Panthers just started the third. I don't think that one's updated for the Browns game. No, either. no the uh, the Saints game is in the f- at least in the fourth because oh, I was watching. It's almost it. over. It's almost over. Oh, it's thirteen nine. Browns yeah. is almost at half. Eleven to sixteen. Steelers are winning on. Okay, so just starting with the Aaron Rodgers injury, you know, obviously it was, I mean, debilitating is probably a good word. Devastating, destructive. I mean, it absolutely destroyed Jets fans for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, I think the, uh, the devastation of that injury, I don't think it can be stated enough. Jets fans, if you told yourselves you were cursed, I wouldn't argue with you. Um, 
However, we did see a report. We did see a report yesterday that said he got a new experimental surgery yeah. and he could be back for the for playoffs, playoffs now if playoffs? the Jets get there. Yeah. Yeah. And so could he be back for the playoffs? And is Wilson good enough to get them there? Two questions we don't have answers to. <laughs> I kind of feel I like the so. answer to both of those questions is no. no. Yeah. But they're talking points because they're fun. So, yeah, Joe, do with that what you will. Yeah, Zach Wilson, I'm going to say it now, he's not the guy. If they get to the, the playoffs, they're bringing in someone else, and they're taking the helm away from this kid because we've seen it last year, right? We had Mike White. They, they benched Zach Wilson last year. What's, what's stopping them from doing it this year? Maybe money. That's about it. But they brought in Rodgers. You know, they probably thought, yeah, we got some time to develop this kid. He looked good in preseason. Don't get me wrong, but that's also preseason. Not, not nearly as full speed as it is now. And then, you, you know, you let the kid get a game. And I guess two games because Rodgers got hurt in the first four plays that he had on offense. He gets two games. The first one, you still sneak out a win that I gave you. Lucky. That one was luck. <laughs> Shout out the the kick returner. And then we also, you know, you go come to this last game and they're playing the Cowboys, good defense, and you just get picked apart like crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean the team around him is so good. Rogers is kind of coaching him up. Is there a world where they make the playoffs? Yes. Is it a lot of the scenarios that exist? Probably not. It, it, so, we can ask Dr. Strange for that answer, bro. He said there's only one way it's going to happen. One simulation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of um, however many, he said. Well, as bad as it might seem for the Jets and their situation, they are one and one. Yeah. They are not one of the 0-2 teams that exist. We know the stat, 0-2 teams making the playoffs. It's very rare. Um, we have some teams that we like. That have started 0-2. And, um, and so we got to ask ourselves questions about each team and whether or not these teams are real yeah. or if we might need to start thinking about crossing them off in terms of a playoff contender. So, so, first so they one, are going to not write back, I guess, huh? They're just leaving that not. one undelivered. On, on <laughs> maybe not. Um, so if we assess the 0-2 teams, first one, Joe, what's wrong with Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Joe Burrow, I mean, my guy's still hurt. And he tried to come back early, and what what happens? You get re-aggravated, or whatever the word is. And here we are again. He's probably going to have to sit another couple weeks, and it's actually during season now. So, you know, it, it takes away a couple more probably losses to the squad, and, you know, from there it's an uphill battle as it was already, you know? What do you—oh, we're froze. <laughs> oh, good, we're back. There it is. We're back. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, sorry. Um, go ahead. Continue. You you hit me with the with the old school Jared. <laughs> but uh, okay, what what did you miss then? Because I kind of. I mean, he re-injured the the calf, and we yeah. were kind of talking about how he might need to miss games there. Oh yeah, I was just saying it's going to be even tougher to to come back from being in your O two, and now you're probably going to be O and. 0 oh, and 4, hopefully 1 and 3 at the. I mean, I guess you could hope for 2 and 2, realistically. But what might happen, because I don't know who the backup is, 
one and three, maybe zero oh and four by the time he's good to go again. And then my dudes missed all the preseason plus another two games, and the two games he has played aren't the best looking. I don't know. It's gonna be brutal. Well, it'll be interesting because next Monday night is Rams Bengals. It's a rematch of the yeah, Super true. Bowl. And we might not see Cooper Cup or Joe Burrow in that game. So, um, you know, we'll see if – I think if Burrow can play, he will. That Just because they're 0-2 and they need it desperately, you can't go yeah. to 0-3. But the Rams have looked like a really competitive team early on. True. Um, true. We'll talk about them a little bit later. But, you know, they're 1-1 one one against two pretty tough divisional opponents. Um, and have looked good. So that's not an easy game for the Bengals. Um, yeah. Going to the next team, Joe. Uh, who we got? The Chargers, man. The, the classic, it's our year. I mean, we've seen it two weeks in a row now. Down to the wire, can't close out. I mean, you, you talked about this during the AFC West uh, portion that we had over the summer where they their defense just isn't it. And, mm-hmm. I mean. They can't the, stop the run. Yeah. Well, on top this of that, this was a though, nightmare like, matchup their, their for them. Coach it's is a defensive mind, and what happened? <laughs> well, I mean, this was the nightmare matchup for them. It's Vrabel, who's a yeah. great coach, and then Derrick Henry, who can just run the football. True. And but he didn't even have. He had like eighty yards, I think. I'm. Yeah. It just. At the end of the day, the Chargers. It feels like anytime they're in a big spot. With a game they no need actor. to win. I guess we could throw that out there. Injuries again, as always. Injuries but... always hurt them. And every yeah. time they're in a big spot and they need to win, it feels like they don't quite come up yeah. with it. I don't I just I don't I trust agree. the Chargers. Um, are they cursed? Maybe. I might actually Possibly. believe you. Maybe they have the worst owner in the NFL now. Cursed. I, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. the commanders were cursed for a while. You know, you know with, what it is. Uh, they Go need ahead. their own building, bro. Well, that's that what part it comes too. down to. <laughs> They've been traveling the world in San Diego. They've gone all over LA <laughs> at this point. They just need to find somewhere. Go back to San Diego or something. I don't know. Figure it out, though. <laughs> San Diego probably misses them, but I don't know if they would embrace them with Dean oh, Spanos no, as the nope. owner. So, nope. <laughs> Next team. Can the Vikings defense figure it out? Because Kirk Cousins was certainly good enough Thursday night to win yeah. the game. I know they started slow offensively, but they were they were good enough in totality to win that game on offense. Not yeah. good enough defensively. Really thought Brian Flores would, you know, change that defense from what it was last year to this year. And instead, the Vikings are 0-2. They've lost to the Buccaneers at home and the Eagles on the mm-hmm. road. Um, not completely surprising. This was a team that I thought would take a step back. I think I projected yeah. them to go seven and ten. They're competitive. They'll win more games, but playoffs don't feel great about them. Yeah, especially sure. sitting at zero and two now. Yeah, I mean the one thing I will say is if you're a Vikings fan, at least you're gonna score points, and that's about as much as we could hope for right now. It's better than another team we're gonna bring up here later on. I guess a couple, the Broncos and the the Bears at the moment, but the Vikings. I I mean. I haven't seen enough tape on them. Realistically, I haven't watched any of their games. I've just I worked Thursday, so that one didn't help. And then last week, I've caught barely any football. Realistically, and so I don't know much about the defense, but I do know that their offense is very weapon heavy. Right? You got JJ, you got our guy Addison, Hawkinson's a beast. He was 
killing it last year. Oh wait, it, he's here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's killing it too. So I mean, like they got plenty of dudes. It's just getting to to be cohesive as a whole team at that point, you know. Agreed. Um, you mentioned the Bears. The Bears are our next team that's sitting at zero and two. A lot of people thought they would take Panic a step button. forward. A lot of Not people thought case. Justin Fields might be an MVP candidate. Uh, me, one of them. No, um, I don't know if I said MVP, but I do know I was high on him coming in the year, and here we are. <laughs> I thought the Bears would be better. I still was not on the train of they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah, um, I think I had them at 6-11, and 11, and that's kind of what they look like right now. I mean, the question is, is Justin Fields ever going to figure it out? Because watching him go through his know. progressions, it doesn't look great. I mean... He can throw the ball with the best of them. His arm talent is unprecedented. Yeah. His his ability to run the ball is, you know, phenomenal. Makes it that much better. He yeah. just, I mean, their their offensive line is not good, so it's still that's still not helping him. But mm-hmm. he also just does. It seems like the the years of bad offensive line play kind of caught up to him, where he's no yeah. longer going through progressions in a way where he feels comfortable in the pocket. I mean, yeah, I just feel like he's been hit so much. Looks and then you're running. Just yeah. trying to make something happen at that point. Yeah. That Buccaneers game was was tough to watch for the Bears from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, I I didn't get to catch much of it, but I do know I'll be bringing that up later in one of our – and then in the turnover on downs, that and the Packers. So, that, I mean, that's going to be brutal. But, I mean, I, I definitely – I'm sure you've seen it too on X, the video of – Homie wide open in the end zone. He's still looking over here to the opposite yeah. side. Just like brutal. Yep. Um, our next 0-2 team is a team near and dear to your heart. Yeah. The Denver Broncos. One, how are you feeling about them? And two, what the heck is wrong with their defense? Uh, you know, I think it's a combination of things at the moment. Because I watched a lot of this game yesterday. And the first half was crazy. They were lighting up the sky. I, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of get into it when we talk about Russ later, too, also. But the, the first half compared to the second half makes no sense. They were up. It was similar to the Packers, where they were just up by a good amount early. Kind of coasted. And then at the end of the game, or after half, it was like something flipped. Like, they were playing too much, con- too conservative. And then the, it just caught up to them. And then they had to make something happen late. And it was too late, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean they're I up say, twenty-one to three, and they lost the game thirty-five yeah. thirty-three. It was a really yeah. weird game. Yeah, I will say that this this is literally just a repeat of last year. We just have a different coach at the moment, right? They've they've lost a, their two games by a total of three points. The Raiders was by one, and the, like you said, it was two yesterday. And I, I don't I don't want to say they're hitting the panic button, but they knew need a. Like I like with the Vikings, they need to play a complete game. You know, they can't just yeah, just get conservative. Like like it's like a soccer thing, right? You go up one, and you're like, okay, now you just gotta play defense, make sure they don't score. You know, you you gotta just keep pounding it. You can't yeah. take your foot off the pedal unless it's like thirty plus. You know, like like with well, the Bills game yesterday. <laughs> it feels like offensively they're much better with Sean Payton, which we kind of expected, and Russell Wilson is not great but i feel like he is better yeah it seems like their defense with the same personnel is somehow worse and i don't know if that's 
you know, schematically, I haven't watched the Broncos close enough to, you know, be able to give you a detailed understanding as to why that's happening. I, I got to watch the all 22 of that game. I'm very uh-huh. curious, actually. Um, they haven't released the all 22 quite yet, yeah. but I'm going to watch it because I am curious about what they're doing schematically that's making it so that Sam Howell had a, a day against them, you know? I mean, Sam Howell and, and Eric Bieniemy that OC QB yeah. tandem. He's killing really, it right now. They really crushed them. A lot of points in their first two games. Yeah. Um, but- moving on, the next team that's 0-2 right now, the Cardinals. And I have to ask. <laughs> yeah. They're, you know, I mean, they had a bigger lead than the Broncos had. 28 nothing, right? Um, uh-huh. I think it was 28-7. Seven still, yeah, 21 <laughs> nothing, 28 7. And they lost. And I think it's a fair question to ask are they tanking? <laughs> Honestly, I want to say no, but that could just be you know, I because I, I think Josh Dobbs is killing it right on one uh-huh. hand, but then and, and J- James Connor was balling too yesterday, but then same thing happened, second half came around, and then they just you know. They they wet the bed, you know what I mean? They well, the Giants and yeah, well the Giants started balling too. But yeah, it was interesting because the Giants were almost one of these zero and two teams instead. Yeah. And I had <laughs> written down in my notes, the Giants might yeah. be all caps awful. Yeah, they have been and outscored the sixty to zero, in sixty the first, to zero in their first quarters. six quarters. Yeah, and then the second half happened, and all of a sudden the Giants are fine, although Saquon's hurt. Yeah, I was gonna um, say we gotta we gotta see what happens now that they don't have Saquon because he lot came. Of running back, a lot of running back injuries that we'll yeah. get to a little bit later here after we get to through these zero and two teams, but Saquon being one of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just felt like man, the Cardinals were winning. They're playing really well, and the second half was completely different. And yeah. I saw all of the stuff on X right on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> about you don't like saying it, huh? <laughs> about uh, are they? Are they tanking? Like, did they tank the second half? I don't think yeah. NFL teams really do that. Not, I mean, I just think it's really hard to do in the NFL. True. But well, especially with the lead like that, like, that's, I mean, that's, uh, that's the Falcons meme right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next team, oh, <laughs> two, kind of. Yeah, I'm just leaving that one there. I, yeah. you know, they're they're zero and two, but maybe. Signs of life. We kind of expected this team to be zero and two. I would think. Yeah, and maybe there's been some. Yeah, there's been some good stuff for them. The the mm-hmm. Texans. I think there might be signs of life there. Even though they're zero and two, there's a lot to be excited for if you're a Texans fan. C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, both performed pretty well so far. Um, not good enough to win these games, but something to look forward to watching every Sunday. Yeah, I mean the Texans, they're they're on like a a nice revamp of the I don't know, maybe the culture, but also just like the brand, I guess. Like their signs are pointing up to them. That's not their year now, we could say that. I think we would both agree with. But like a year or two, they might be looking nice, you know what I mean? Like they've had they haven't had a consistent year since like I don't know, maybe when Arian was there, right? Arian Foster. But they also had the revolving door quarterback, so hopefully C.J. Stroud could pan out for them. And then maybe they could start building something. They got the new coach, so they got at least two years, right, before they start panicking on him, two, three years. So I will say you, you got a good good hope 
for the next couple of years. But this year, it's just building the the camaraderie, building up some chemistry with the squad. Hopefully, they could win some games. Not, and it won't be too many, I don't think. But if you pull off some wins, those are those will definitely help going forward. The last team we have sitting at zero and two, the Patriots, and I think there's an argument to be made that this might be the best or yeah. right there with the Bengals as the best zero and two team right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. <laughs> and think... the reason being, the competition they've played. Yep. The Eagles and the Dolphins are both extremely good football teams. Both contenders, um, possibly. And two teams, unfortunately, you had both of them at home, which really sucked mm-hmm. that you dropped both those games at home. But again, <laughs> yeah, the two teams that, is sad. Yeah. I mean, the two teams that you we think might be contenders for the Super Bowl are the two teams they lost to. And it wasn't like they got blown out in either game. Mm-hmm. They were in yeah. it. Struggled early, rallied late, put themselves yeah. in positions to have a chance to win or tie both those games. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the question is, can they rebound after these brutal back-to-back losses at home? You know, they got to go to New York next week and play the Jets. See their old Money. friend, Zach Wilson. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see what they can do. I think if any of the teams right now sitting at 0-2, the team I like the most, probably the Patriots. Because I'm not, I'm not feeling great about Joe Burrow's health. Yeah. Yeah, it I would don't have know. been the Bengals, mm-hmm. but I don't like that calf injury, so I'm going with the Patriots. Is the team I yeah. like the best right now? That's zero and two. I yeah, I, I could say I agree with that. I know jo- with Joe Burrow's calf being you know all all janky, it, we already expected them to take a step back from what we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year, and now that it's just progressed to this, like the Patriots are in the best spot. They've looked the best out of all these teams too, right? Like. They they showed competent play on both sides of the ball. It's just you get that that deficit early, and then just you're playing the comeback game. You need to be perfect pretty much the rest of the game, you know. And I will say, after watching that game last night, they're they're running the the dual tight ends right like they were back in the day, and they're looking nice. Kaseki was yeah. making plays. Your Henry. You know, I yep. finally know some names on that squad, right? Besides Juju <laughs> <laughs> and Ramondre, so I, I, I do, I they definitely need some respect on their name for sure, even at zero and two. And that that division is just tough and <clears throat> it's going to be a bloodbath for sure. All right, so we've gotten through all those teams. Quick scores update: Saints are winning twenty to fifteen with a minute left in the fourth quarter. The Panthers just scored. The Brown Steelers is 14-16 at the half, or just coming out of this, the half. Mm-hmm. In that game, Nick Chubb, serious-looking injury today, appears he's probably going to have a knee injury that's going to likely keep him out for the rest of the year. It sounded yeah. like it was really bad. Um, they didn't even replay it on ESPN. Oh, really? That's how bad it was. I just so, saw him laying there, and I was like, yeah. That- he got carted off. Looks like it's going to be a real serious deal. Saquon Barkley, he has an ankle yeah, injury. He's going to be out three weeks, it appears. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Um, OBJ has an ankle injury. Not sure how long he's going to be out yet. And then Ooh. Cam Akers, he's on the on trade, the trade block, block again. Yeah, this time I think it's for real, though. We seen our guy Kyron balling yesterday. And, yeah. And they had Rivers coming in, too. So, I mean, it, do- it doesn't look like he's sticking around L.A. this time unless he goes to the no. Chargers. 
Um, if I gave you this list of teams, which team would you like to see Cam Akers get traded to? You ready? All right, yeah. Cleveland, Minnesota, Carolina, Detroit, Indianapolis, or Baltimore? Probably Baltimore. That that would be the 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 landing spot you would hope for. And then I, mean, I would say Detroit would be solid, <laughs> but what was one of the first early ones you said? I, Cleveland, Minnesota, Carolina, Detroit, Indy, and Baltimore. Okay, probably I think Minnesota. That would be your rankings, right? You go Baltimore, Detroit, Minnesota. And All then teams I think, that I've had injuries to starting running backs because David hmm. Montgomery has a quad injury right now. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I it's tough because I was rattling behind this dude the, the past ever since like they opened up the stadiums, right? I was like, this dude's a baller. Yeah. And and then it's just like every year something happens with this guy. Like <laughs> last year I think he came back probably overweight, was moving slow the first couple weeks. They benched him and then he, he came back, started balling again, looking like he had a future going into like the, the next couple of years for the contract, right? And then I don't know. Maybe he just got character issues or something, and that's they just want to get him out. They're tired of it. What you know? it sounds like sounds like McVay's just tired of it. Yeah, it's unfortunate because he's a talented player. We'll see if he can land somewhere else and revamp his career. Um, yeah, you got to get a quick fantasy check in. Fantasy, yeah. So last week, as you know, as you mentioned earlier, Aaron Rodgers, Dunzo. We have our first dude who's not ever going to touch the <laughs> the league for this fantasy team. So Aaron Rodgers is just a dead space on my team right now. We already got our chaos ensuing. <laughs> uh, with Nick Chubb playing and then getting hurt for you. It, it, I mean, luckily you got Eckler on the bench. Hopefully he could come back. Who's and also take hurt spot. right now. Yeah. yeah. So at, at the moment, we'll see what happens. So... I'll know my quarterback when we get to the playoffs. I'm just gonna hope that your quarterback doesn't score a million points with Patty Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, let's see. With that also being said, I won't have anyone to cover Jalen Hurts's bye week, so that'll be fun. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was gonna propose to you if you wanted to amend that rule where I could just get the backup. So whoever's on the team of the dude, we get the backup. Yeah, so even get Zach if, if I get Zach Wilson, like that's not anything special. What am I gonna say? <laughs> like it don't be nothing, but at least I'll I'm getting some Zach points. Wilson. <laughs> no, but I, I mean no, we we don't we I mean if you if you were okay with that, we could do that for all these dudes where we just get whoever comes in. But yeah, I say I say we do it, you know, because Zach Wilson may get negative points and help me one week. <laughs> for sure for sure so yeah i mean other than that we got this week you're you already won you were winning 120.2 to 117.32 and you had nick chubb still to play so whatever he got just adds on to the victory so right now we're split one and one so that'd be fun we we, we got a nice competition brewing you're so, you're a lot i would say your receivers definitely outweigh mine but that's also because AJ Brown just isn't performing at the moment. He's yeah, a little little diva over there calling to, to his quarterback, who I also have. But as long as one of the two is balling, I think I'll be okay for for that matter. 
And Bijan well, seems to be the He's a dog. The the monster of the Lee. He's got Bijan. Uh, Bijan and Christian McCaffrey are the two workhorses of our teams. Yeah, you, no doubt. Bijan's averaging twenty. Same with Christian McCaffrey. His is like twenty three ish. Let's see. Any anyone else have it big numbers like that? I guess Tyreek's average is high, but that's because he had forty four the first week. So yeah, I mean, we're getting carried by one dude who are also running backs. I don't know if that tells you anything. <laughs> um, that, are we ready for awards? The award ceremony. Let's hear it, bro. Week we got, two. Week we got two. the Tuqua Gamer of the Week Awards. Um, I'll go first on this one. I bet, bet. Mine is Micah Parsons. Absolute stud on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. He just had game-wrecking stuff. He's definitely the leader in the DPOI clubhouse right now. <laughs> for he had four tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks, a batted pass, four quarterback hits, and a fumble recovery that he scooped and scored, but it was overturned, and he just got the fumble Rico, not the not the scoop and score. Oh, no, uh, he they like touched um, him when he was like scooping it or something. Yeah, something. Nah. Like, it was it got overturned, but I'll just say this: Parsons is him Ooh. when we talk about defensive players right now. He is him, Hamika Parsons. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, he's the Tuker gamer, gamer of the week. Yeah, that's and I think sure. that's a first right there with a defensive player making that list. So, I yeah, mean, dude. I, I got to clap it up for that guy. That's impressive. Gamer. Yeah, fact. Certified gamer on, on the opposite side of the ball you would expect. For me, really running back heavy for me this week. So, my Tuka gamer of the week this week. We're going Kyron Williams. Very similar to the next guy I'm going to bring up, too, for my dog of the week. But... He he basically, I mean, granted, you had Puka Nakua balling for the squad there too, right? But I would say when the, the big plays for the team were coming from this guy, he had both the touchdowns for the squad, one receiving, one, one rushing. He had 14 carries, 52 yards, six catches, 48 yards on 10 targets. My dude was running all over the place. I thought he, from especially... In that first half, because the second half was a lot more defensive for both sides. He he was making the big plays. Like I said, he was literally, he was getting rushes for like first downs. Granted, the, the carries to yards doesn't really compare to that. But from the time frame I was watching him, it looked like he was making most of the plays for the team. And just carrying that squad along with Puka Nakua with, I don't know, he had the crazy the 15 catches or something with like 150 yards. He was also balling. Set the rookie but, record for the first yeah. two games. Yeah, he I, he almost broke it in the game just yesterday. He, he missed yeah. it by four. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. So yeah, um, my, my dog of the week, Kyron Williams from the Rams, running back. Let's go. All right, we got Jody's dog of the week. Who you got? <laughs> we're, we're going, you know, this guy, same thing for his game. His was the second half, though. Another running back. We're going with Saquon as the dog of the week. He he made it happen on on both both receiving and rushing. He had 17 rushes, 63 yards with a touchdown, six catches, 29 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets. Only dropped one of those. He you know looked very dominant in that second half. He had he did get hurt at the end of the game as we already briefly talked about in our recap. And I'll say it was him and Daniel Jones just running the ball. That whole second half, they 
they were down, like we mentioned, 21-7 or 28-7, I mean. And uh, he was just, without him making that workload for the team, like, obviously Daniel Jones was able to complete the ball downfield later in the game. But without Saquon, that would have been way harder because then they, would, they had to worry about him running and catching on top of the fact that their quarterback could run. And then he started completing the passes. So I, I think he took over that game. And then Daniel Jones started like filling in here and there with some rushes. So I, I, I liked Saquon because he literally left it all on the field yesterday. He got hurt at the end of the game went right before they kicked that field goal to take the dub. Like it. True dog. Saquon Barkley. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. yeah. <clears throat> All right. So we got my minor setback for a major comeback. Um, this week I'm yeah. going with Jet, the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars offense, they struggled to generate points on Sunday and their home loss of the defending champs. Lawrence went 22 for 41 for 216 yards. No touchdowns. He missed a couple throws yeah. in the end zone. It's the second lowest output of the Lawrence Peterson era in Jacksonville, and they struggled real bad in the red zone. Um, But I just wouldn't anticipate that moving forward. I think the Chiefs' defense was pretty good, and the Jaguars' offense just didn't play well. They didn't execute. They had a good game plan um, because they had players open. They just missed a pass here, didn't get their foot down there, dropped the ball there. You know, it was just a lot of miscues and, and mental mistakes in that game that I wouldn't anticipate continuing. Moving forward. Yeah, one thing I will mention is I heard there was a stat where he had the most pass attempts with no no completions in the red zone. He went like 0 for 7 or something on the game. Yeah. That's like the first seems, time that's ever happened. Seems about right. Um, Next one, we got the no cap hats off play of the week. And this comes to us from Sunday Night Football, Patriots, Dolphins. Don't know how many <laughs> of you saw this. But there was a block kick in this game, and if you haven't seen it, it's oh, one of the craziest yeah, that, block yeah. kicks I've ever seen. Um, Brendan Schooler for the Patriots ran from the sideline like horizontal at the ball. Yeah. And so then the when snap. the ball was snapped, he timed it up just right so he was bending the corner on the snap yeah. and got around and blocked it clean. I mean, I'm talking yeah. so clean. And, uh, I mean, it was a huge play that got the Patriots really back into that game. Yeah, true. No, that's it was definitely crazy to watch cuz I don't it's never been seen before. But then also on the flip side, like how do you even block that? I don't like you just got to hope that he just doesn't you get there. Honestly, change up your you got to have someone you got to have someone in the back to pro- protect or you just you got to change yeah, up like the snap said, count cuz he yeah, he, t- he timed it up so well. That's what he that's why he was able to do it. Yeah. It's really yeah, impressive. No, that, that was sick. I I do have an honorable mention for this. We I heard from PMT this morning that in the Jags Chiefs game, there was like two fumbles back to back, a fumbled mm-hmm. snap and then a pick or something. We're in in the in a span of four plays, which sounded crazy to me. I was like, that's insane that that would happen <laughs> in the string of plays with those two teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, we got the Strahan Munoz Big Fella Award this week. Yeah, I'll go ahead uh, and Jody, go first I'll let you on this start. One. Yeah. So for me, I, I was watching that, that Bills-Raiders game, right? You know, very dominant from the Bills. And I'm going with Deion Dawkins, left tackle for the Bills. My dude, I don't think anyone ever made a tackle that he was blocking. He went up uh, against Max Crosby, like 
three or four times or something. He never made a play. He, he was his kick step is insane. He's got a, a crazy first kickback step, and mm-hmm. there was a few times where the defender would line up really wide on him, right? And he would just jump out there like, like as soon as the ball snapped, he's just like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, like a his jump set is crazy, huh? Yeah, yeah. And he, he, he was always is a really on. underrated player to me. Yeah. See. Okay. So after I watched the game, I was like, because the the announcers were talking about him crazy. They were like, "Oh, Deion Dawkins out. He was making bro. This dude was out there making lead blocks. He had a he had a a pull for Josh Allen. This will almost scored a tutty. And then there was another play he pulled to his left. So like there was a tight end got around him, and the dude like a, I think a cornerback pulled up. He just shoved him. My dude had like four or five pancakes that I counted. Oh, he one was play. Well. No, no. <laughs> No, not on one play. Just, oh, just in the, the game. game. Okay. But no, the, the, the corner pulled up. He shoved him out of bounds. And then with the, he like got caught up in his legs. And he almost tackled his own running back because he couldn't go nowhere. It was hilarious. <clears throat> but, you know, this dude's insane. And he has a great get off off the ball. Like, you know how people, like, it looks like they're always jumping too early. Like, this dude looks like he's on time. Like, yeah, it, it's insane. The dude was balling. If y'all get a chance to go rewatch that game, go ahead and watch the left tackle because he is eating. Nice. Um, another dude who's eaten, Jalen Carter yeah. for the Eagles. He didn't have a huge stats game um, against the Vikings, but he's been dominating up front through two weeks. He had two tackles and one TFL against the, the Vikings on Thursday night. Um, but his presence makes the Eagles D-line one of the scariest in the league. Right up there with the 49ers, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and through two games, he has the third most pressures in the league behind Micah Parsons and Aiden Hutchinson. And that's uh, brought to you by PFF. So okay, okay. He's, he's doing work as a rookie in his first two games. Yeah, in the interior line too, unlike the other two who play on the outside, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so the man eating for sure. So we got who's cooking. Yeah. All right. And I'm going to let you go first on this award. <laughs> Who is yeah, cooking, so, so I figured it only made sense that I mentioned this guy because he's the founder, creator of this award, basically. So I'm going <laughs> Russ Wilson. Yeah. My dude went 18 for 32, 308 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, one fumble. Now, on paper, those stats sound great. Like, his, his completion percentage wasn't too bad. It was like 56, I think, if you do the math. He mm-hmm. had 300 yards, three touchdowns. Like... My guy was doing good. But when you take into account, he went six for eight in the first half, 154 yards, two touchdowns. He ain't do much that second half. Oh, wait, where did I write down? I think he went like, oh, there it is. Six carries for 56 yards. He was also doing great in the run game on his own. But when you break down each half, my guy did not do anything crazy that second half. He, he, he basically patched out of that first half. And like I said, he the first half he looked great, came out looking hot, got a touchdown to Mims, got a touchdown to uh who else was it? I don't know. He threw two of them in the first half, obviously. And so the if, if you break it down, that first half he looked great, second half didn't do much, and then he capped it off, right? He capped it off with a touchdown at the end of the game where you said, Let Russ cook. And mm-hmm. I said well, I, I was a little bit behind. My stream was slow. But I was like, what are you talking about? And then I saw the touchdown. I was like, oh, you're talking about this 
crazy Hail Mary at the end of the game to go for two to possibly send overtime. And it's like, how can my dude not only fumble the bag from the third to the pretty much then the fourth and still make some crazy plays at the end to, to bring us back where he's looking like he's great again. And then we just lose it because we can't. Oh, while we're here, P.I. or not P.I. on that two-point conversion? Oh, for sure, P.I. They just didn't call yeah. it. Yeah, he, he, for sure, his jersey got yoinked, and they didn't want to be for the sure, ones. To, they didn't, they didn't However, want to I just like to point out, I just like to point out, if you watch that play, Jerry Judy was wide open on the other side of the field. Oh, really? <laughs> just FYI. However, totally P.I. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. yeah, Russ Wilson makes perfect sense. We saw both sides of him cooking crazy food to not even having the the burner lit. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, yeah, a tale of, tale of two two halves right there for sure. No doubt. Um, a guy who really was cooking for both halves, really. Lamar Jackson went into Cincinnati and cooked himself a dub. Guy was twenty four yeah. for thirty three, two hundred thirty seven yards, two touchdowns on the road. He outdueled Joe Burrow despite his defense mm-hmm. being banged up. Odell Beckham Jr. getting hurt, and he went yeah. out during the game. He added 12 carries for 54 rushing yards as well. This guy's my MVP pick for the season. He was cooking today. And the mm-hmm. scary part for the rest of the league is that him and his new OC, Todd Munkin, are still learning from each other, still getting on the same page, and all his receivers haven't been healthy yet. He just got Mark Andrews yeah. back. Then Odell gets hurt. I'm telling you. Look out. Nelson Aguilar was making plays, bro. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, no, Lamar. Which will show up, uh, by the way, again, on our turnover on downs. I'll break a play down that you'll Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, Lamar is for sure looking good. And like I mentioned while you were going over that, I also gave you Ravens money line if you wanted more bang for your buck. But I did Mm -hmm. say take at least plus three. Mm Mm-hmm. Your boy went two for two on those. I said the Packers for fun because they sounded nice, but they lost, which we'll also see later. Yeah. Um, we got one more award to give out. Probably my favorite. <laughs> yeah, so the Boo Boo Evans Award. You know, we, we talked about Kadarius Tony last week. This guy also had similar numbers, which also had a similar fate to what happened to Tony last week. And I will say, I, I remember going over this. I had multiple dudes I thought in, in mind, but... It was just the the timing of this happening in the game and the situation they were in kind of just made me go with him. So Van Jefferson is my my winner, loser, whatever you want to call him. He went one one catch, nine yards, four targets. W- one of those ended up being a pick, right? He made a, a break, cut in, and I, I think he got jumped more so than he lost the ball, but he, he threw a pick. And then at the end of the game, when they were trying to trying to make a quick rally with like five minutes left in the end zone, throw it for him in a double coverage, just doesn't catch it. I don't even think he made a play on the ball. And it was just like, it's not, not the look you want to see from a guy who's been with the squad for three years. And, you, and we got Puka and Tutu making the most plays. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to dog those dudes. That sounds bad, but... When you've been on the squad a lot longer than them, and you can't you can't perform, like nah, yeah, I, I mean, Van had a tough day. He didn't come back to the ball in that fourth down that ended up being an interception. He had a drop, and yes, he did not fight hard to go get the ball on that throw from Stafford in the end zone. Um, and he he was kind of crying for the PI. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, tough day for for Van. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm sure he'll, you know, give him a week or two. He'll be a lot better. It's just this one wasn't it. And yeah, I, oh dang, bro. I had some jokes I was gonna make for the dog of the week, but it's too late now. <laughs> my guy forgot his jokes <laughs> yeah i have them written down too i wrote down everything and it's just i we'll, just skipped over we'll half save it. it save it for the end we'll come back to it no um, it's all right <laughs> the time is fast okay i yeah, get you yeah um so we got to get to the um turnover on down turnover on down segment so <laughs> we're going with uh first and foremost our uh, first down you know, we talk about trends that we're that you know I'm seeing in the league right now. Um, mm-hmm. This has been something that people have have talked about a little bit, but you're seeing it quite a bit, especially in week two. After we saw it, you know, like I said, quite a bit in week one. Can we see the screen? Okay, here, Joe. Yeah, yeah, we're looking good. So, oh, what I like you're your seeing, chalkboard you got. Yeah, what you're seeing here is uh, short motions from receivers. And a lot of them, you know, teams have been doing this for a while. You have the little slot guy who's really fast, but he's smaller. You want to make sure he doesn't get pressed. So you do mm-hmm. different things for him, right? You stack them behind bigger receivers. You motion them in and out of the slot, um, you know, to keep press coverage off of them. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins have been doing this to much success with Tyreek Hill. The Rams uh, so are also doing this with much success with Tutu Atwell. Now, what they're doing and how this has evolved is instead of bringing guys short motioning in to run like an under route or the the the, uh, the over route, what they're doing now, they're short motioning, they're quick motioning out to come back in. And it's dirty. It looks like arena league football. It's really tough to defend. You see here, the Rams are in this bunch concept. They're going to run kind of an old school spacing, but they're going to do it with the short motion to 2-2. So they're going to motion them out. Now it puts the corner in a really tough position, right? They're playing like a cover three look over here. You've got a flat defender. You've got the corner in the thirds. Fred Warner's a hook defender. And then you've got the safety who's Mm going to play the middle third, right? So that safety is going to end up going with the post that Ben Skoranek is going to run to take him away from this, right? The flat defender is going to have to run with Higby to the flat. Now – Ideally, you have Fred Warner sitting in the cur- in the curl window with the corner over the top of him. Watch what happens though with the short motion, right? The short motion is going to widen the corner, right, and get him away from that curl defender. All okay, right. Okay. So here you go. Let it run here. Two two is going to motion out right. You can see they're going to bring Hufanga right off there. the edge right there. Now it gets him away from the hook defender. And watch how this thing opens up. Look at the space that's created right in the middle of the zone, right? Right. Yeah. He creates a great window for Stafford. At him. <laughs> yep. Creates a great window for Stafford, and he's able to make the throw. You can see it from this angle even better, how the short motion impacts, right? Because it puts the corner in a tougher spot because he's got to widen with it. But the hook defender, the curl defender, doesn't. Right, and he yeah. feels skaronic here, so he has to stay there, right, to take away the post window initially until the safety can pick it up and green log on the other side can drop underneath it, and it opens it up. Yeah, for two two really Just well. A step or two late on that break for that DB for the DB. Yep, and so you can see the short motions are a real problem. 
The Dolphins have been doing it with Tyreek Hill in a million different ways. I mean, you saw it last week against the Chargers on their game-winning drive. I mean, this, it was insane. Now they're using him as a decoy to set up other players. This is second and 19 against the Patriots on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. And watch what they do with it. They're going to motion Tyreek out to then set the defense going wide because everyone's worried about Tyreek Hill. Well, now you give the ball to Jalen Hawano on the little now screen and you yeah. just bring boom, boom, lead up, create the little path right here. It's going to create one-on-one for Jalen Waddle, and he's good enough to win that every time. Here we go. Look at Tyreek. Quick motion out. Widens the corner. Puts this guy's feet in concrete because he's like, wait, what's going on here? Even that little initial step that way, right, gives their tight end the angle on this block. The rest of the O-line is doing a great job of getting out in front. And now it's just Jalen Waddle being an athlete, one-on-one. Yep. Boom, makes and the play, gets him into the red up, zone. Sadly, he was going for more yards too. Yeah, and he gets him into the red zone. So, again, all of these short motions, defenses are going to have to figure out how they, how they account for this because yeah. it's really difficult on a defense to account for that short motion, the way that teams are using it. And you can see even the Dolphins, they're using it as a decoy now. You've got other good players around him. It's tough. It's really yeah. tough. I will say, I think you, you mentioned last week against the Chargers, the Dolphins. That, that when he, he scored <sighs> that t- like touchdown on like a little out, he was running across and just, doop. they couldn't even touch him. Well, and he ran a motion across yeah, out yeah. to then run the dig back in. I mean, <laughs> Mike McDaniel, bro, <laughs> creative man out there. <clears throat> All of those OCs, man, yeah, they're making true. it life difficult on defensive coordinators <laughs> right now. I'll tell you what. Yeah, so second down, for me, it's going to be the bet I got for the next week coming up. So as I, I don't want to toot my own horn. 2-0 right now. <coughs> that Jets team might have – some could say it was a fluke. But, hey, they pulled it off in a, in a dirty win, but they got it. So this next week, I have three I'm going to throw out there, and then I'll pick one that I like the most. I got Detroit minus four. I wish I remember who they were playing. Let me let me go take a, a gander. Detroit. So yeah, Detroit Lions versus they're playing the Falcons. The Falcons minus four. Mm. Now that that might be a high scoring game if you ask me, but I think Detroit their defense might finally get a hold on B. John. You know. Slow them down a little bit. Not necessarily, you know, because if they, if they just force them to pass the ball, that alone could help them with Desmond Ritter at the helm over there. So Detroit minus four was my first initial thought. Another one, Chargers Vikings. I like the over 51 and a half over there. That one sounds like a lot of offense, no defense. So that one made the most hmm. sense to me. Okay. And the Cowboys, I have them at minus 13. They are playing the Cardinals. I think that makes sense. We talked about them possibly tanking at the beginning of the episode. I think it's very doable. Now, 13 is a lot. That's a lot in the league. They're, the people are in the league for a reason. So out of the three, my favorite, I'm going Chargers-Vikings over 51.5. That's the Jody sign of approval. Take that one to the books. All right, Chargers-Vikings over 51.5. I like it. 
All right, we're going to third down. We got TB's third down breakdown. Um, we're going to the Bengals and Ravens game in Cincinnati this weekend. We talked about, you know, my guy Lamar Jackson playing at a near MVP level. This mm. is third and five in the red zone, right? Gotta have it. You're up 20 to 17 in the fourth quarter. A touchdown puts this thing almost on ice, right? Yeah. Thanks. So what you're looking at here, they got a little three-by-one set. Mark Andrews in the number three spot. Nelson Aguilar at number two. And Zay Flowers at the number mm-hmm. one spot at the top, right? Yes, and to sir. this point, Zay Flowers have been killing the Bengals. The Bengals are going to play man coverage across the board with one high safety. And you'll oh, see yeah, it yeah. here. See that. Now, Mark Andrews is going to run the clear route over the middle to take his man away. And now you've got two-on-two on, two on that side. They're going to run the little, um, you know, like hitch route. almost. Yep, it's smash, but we always call it heme, where it's just a fade. It's just the seam ball, yeah. but it's really a fade, slot fade by number two with the, with the sit route, the hitch route by number one. And so you'll see what it looks like here. Um, if I can get this thing to play. <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> now watch. Lamar. Has to manipulate the middle of the field safety, though. He's got to be smart. Look he knows good. it's man-free. They're showing good. it right now. He knows he's going to get pressure. So look where he's looking right now. Yeah. He knows he wants to go to the one-on-one matchup. He's going to wait on it, look this way to look the safety off, and then come back and let it go. Now he knows just that little look to the one side. Make sure he has true one-on-one, and then he's going to put this ball where only right Nelson on Aguilar can run to it. I mean, you can't throw it better than that. It's money. That's a money shot right there. There you go. Over Dance the outside shoulder. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, yep, dancing on him. You'll see it again from this backside angle. Just like a dime throw. As the oh, kids yeah. would say, it was a dot. Looks him <laughs> off first, comes back to it, lets it go. I mean – Nelson Aguilar is still 12 yards away from the end zone when Lamar Jackson lets this thing go. 14 yards away from the end zone. Yeah. And you'll see it just lands perfectly over that outside Not shoulder. The DB doesn't shoulder, even yeah. – Chidobe Awuzie doesn't even have a chance to make a play. I mean, yeah. that's a that's the kind of ball that Lamar was playing all day. The kind of ball that, really, the, frankly, the Ravens needed him to play in order to win that game on the road with their defense being a little banged up. Um, I know the, the Bengals offense wasn't very good, but man, great play by Lamar. And that's kind of the ball he was playing all day long. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we expect him to do that going forward. Just, you know, they, they, they're eating over there and we love that. The, 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 the last fourth down for this, the last slot on this turnover on downs, it's a bad beat on the day. And I got two. One of them's a lot more of a bad beat than the other. I guess we actually I got three because our guy Sean McVay. <laughs> so, so some people we'll start with that one since I just brought it up. Some people might have had seven and a half on that game. Some might have had seven. It was at ten with four seconds left on the clock. the The Rams were probably I don't know say on like the thirty, and they could have ran a play, went for the touchdown, see if they could pull it off or not. But instead, we bring out the field goal unit, kick the field goal, and lose by seven instead of ten. Now, some people, you know, maybe maybe they got the push. Some people might have lost that bet. 
or one who knows depending on what side of the, the the coin you were for that so that's one of them another one we had the bears game i i like the bears as i said they didn't pull it off it was three or three and a half i don't remember and so they're down three right it's seventeen twenty. they're i don't know where they are i think they're within the 10 yards of the the bucks zone and we throw a pick six now they're down 10 don't ever they throw another pick on their next drive don't don't get any more points they lose that one that one was more for me and then the packers game they're up 24 to 12 i believe at the start of the fourth they go the whole fourth quarter not scoring i think they only had like 50 yards of offense in that whole fourth quarter or something and they end up losing that game by one point. The spread was one point. I had them at minus one, where if they don't even let them come back to kick that field goal at the end, it, it, it holds out. They're A-OK, but instead they lose the game. So it was a, it was a tough week over here in the Jody tough department. But, but the ones we gave you for the, the bet of the week, you know, hold on to those ones. We took those. Um, we can now officially add the Panthers to our 0-2 teams. The Saints beat them 20-17. to Okay. And the Browns-Steelers game is now 22-19 to deep in the third quarter. Oh, Browns okay. Are the Browns are finally, finally getting up there. Yeah. I wonder how All they're right. doing that. Next segment, we got the, the coaches Q&A. Jody asked Q&A. me questions, and I answer. Yeah, so I, 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 these ones were kind of tied into when we were first seeing that the Giants were not looking too good in that game, and then they, you know, yeah. they figured it all out. But first one I'm bringing you is, who do you believe will be worse out of New York? Will it be the Jets or the Giants? Well, I think conventional wisdom would say, well, the Giants, right? The yeah. Giants are going to be the better team. And, um, you know, the, the Jets are relying on Zach Wilson, XYZ. I actually think the Giants are the worst team in New York right now. Yeah. Um, despite the comeback on Sunday, their next three games are at the 49ers versus the Seahawks and at the Dolphins. Yeah. Oof. I think of, it's safe to say right they're likely going to be one and four quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Jets' next three games are the Pats at home, the Chiefs at home, and at the Broncos. You got some all, games all in there. I mean, games. things. Good, things could be three, three and two if things work out, and the defense yeah. is is as elite as we think it is. I mean, that maybe they yeah. win this game. This game this weekend versus the Pats is a toss up. You know, then that the Broncos, kind of a toss up. It's doable. Game at home versus the Chiefs, you could probably chalk that up to a loss, but <laughs> those other two could probably win both those games. I mean, worst yeah. case, maybe maybe you're two and three. But I still think the Jets are in a better position than the Giants right now, despite mm-hmm. losing Rodgers and despite the Giants having that massive comeback Sunday. Didn't move the needle on me for those two teams. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, like, I mean, if we, if we just remove the quarterback, right, at the moment and we pick whoever we want on, and put them on either team, I think the Jets are definitely in a way better position, no matter who it is. I just think... it. At the time when when the Giants were looking like they're zero and two, and and the Jets were were just gonna split one and one, I was like, you know, as bad as Zach Wilson is playing, there's still there's still some good things that are coming out of the guy. He, like at that point, you 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 can't be scared to make a play. You just gotta. It's like the classic 
like Brett Favre, right? Just trying to sling it around, see what happens. The reason that guy's got the most picks in the league. So I think there's still you could still have hope in Zach Wilson, but I don't think he's the guy. Which also yeah. leads into my next question. Is do you think Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in the league? So I thought long and hard about this one. It's a tough it's a tough question. I'm gonna say it's close, but no, he's not the worst quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. Um <coughs> there's a couple guys that are right around this area. I think the guy who's actually the um you know, I think <clears throat> golly, sorry guys, I'm getting sick right now. It's <laughs> not good. Um the guy who I think is actually the worst starter right now is Josh Dobbs. I know he's playing well, but he's not a long-term option. I think yeah. Tannehill has quickly fallen off a cliff and is now mm-hmm. in this group Getting of worst there. starters. Zach Wilson is right in that area as well. Yeah. Um, you know, beyond that, the rest of the guys are probably in that kind of mediocre to not great tier. Um, but yeah. the, the bottom three right now, I would say are Dobbs, Wilson, and Tannehill in terms of just you're not getting a lot of production from these guys. Yeah. I mean, no, I agree with that. I would have been, probably been sitting here thinking about Daniel Jones in that area had he not had the second <laughs> half he had against yeah. the Cardinals. No, I feel you. I, I think the, the, the key is it like they just they got to figure out a way yeah. to to keep the box open, you know? Like, they got some good running backs over there, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, Michael Carter even, but they're just stacking the box and not letting these dudes do anything because he can't, he can't complete the ball. So, I mean, I, when, I, when I sent this in, I truly couldn't think of another dude. Josh Dobbs crossed my mind, but when I was watching that game, I was like, ah, this dude looks like he's better than this guy, you know? So, it, it was like... They just got to figure out a way to to keep the running back open. The running back's going to be the workhorse, but they got to f- keep the the workload on the inside minimal. Because if he can't if he can't throw the ball, like you could put eight in there and just run man on the outside, and and at that point you you can only do so much. You I, the first like couple drives in that game were literally like run the ball, run the ball, pass incomplete. And it's like yeah, you gotta, you gotta be more than that. I could predict that. That's like me playing Madden for fun against yeah. the computer. It's it, you just gotta. You're being too predictable right now. It's hard That's all with it Wilson is. because you watch him and he flashes the talent, and you know yeah. it's there. He yeah. has talent that most guys in the league don't have. The problem, he just mentally he hasn't gotten. Yeah, there. I, was gonna, I was gonna say when he gets yeah. there, if he can get there. It could be spectacular. I just don't know. I mean, it's year three, and he's not there yet. Yeah. I don't know. That may mean he may never get there. So yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna tell. Yeah. Um, but we got to finish this week out on a high note. The banger yes, of the week. What you got for us, Joe? Yeah. So this one goes back to probably like three weeks ago now, when we had that off week. I I I got around to watching some TV. I was watching. I believe Peacock, I think is where this is at. I was watching Twisted Metal. Have you ever heard of it? No. All right. So it, it's based off a video game, which was my first like intrigue to it, right? Similar to The Last of Us. How I was like, okay. 
All right, it's based off a video game. See what it's about. And but the, the what was different is this game is literally like it's like if you're playing Mario Kart, but you're not racing. You're just in an open field attacking each other. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, how is this gonna translate to a show? So I like threw it on, and mind you, I really loved it. I finished it in two days. So that'll tell you something. It right at okay. the moment when I finished it was ten episodes. They're all about like thirty minutes, pretty simple. And one one of the things I noticed off the bat is there's like an Easter egg with all the titles. It's all seven letters, which is basically like a license plate. You know what I mean? That's okay. you only get seven characters on a license plate. So they were yeah. utilizing like numbers and and letters to title each episode. But anyways. They're in the in the game, there's a clown. I don't like I only played this growing up as a kid, so I don't remember too much. But there's a clown that's a really bad dude. Like if he gets you, like you're done. You you get kicked out of the game or whatever. And so watching the show, I was like, alright, let's see what's going on. So it's got our guy, Captain Clarence. He's in there. I don't know his real name. I, I don't know if that helps. Anthony Mackey, I was just looking it up. Yeah. The, yeah. The <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was, I was looking at it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in there. There's some chick who's on like some TV shows. I don't know her name. I don't remember. Stephanie Beatrice. But there you go. Yeah. And and basically there's like it's like similar to where they got different cities, right? Like big cities assume, is where uh, everyone is like living. It it's yeah. it's kind of like a post apocalyptic world. Yeah, where it's it's kind of like, it's got like Mad Max vibes. Never seen it, but like just got based it. off what Mad you see, yeah. it's like similar to that, I guess. Where it's kind of just like an open area where things are going to hell all around you, but you're trying to make the best of it. And okay. I liked it a lot. It was. It starts off just the dude, so uh, Anthony Mackie, just like living life on his own, doing his job, which is like delivering stuff to different cities. And then after a certain point, he encounters that clown I was talking about. That, is that dude, clown's name Sweet Tooth by chance? Sweet Tooth, yes. That is him. It's voiced by Will Arnett. Who's that? I don't know. He's a bigger, bigger-ish actor. Oh, okay, yeah. That, that, so that dude's hilarious. He says some wild stuff. And, okay. And so the this dude, so Anthony Mackie gets caught up with the chick at like a, a cop outpost, and they kind of gotta like team up at this point, while he's still trying to do a job. They become yeah. homies. The clown pulls up. They're in Vegas fighting the clown, which is crazy. And the only thing, I, I, the only bad note I have on the show is they don't ever really fill up gas, and so that's <laughs> the only part that's like unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I loved the show. It was an easy watch. It was very, very like I could get through this. I'm, I'm a okay. big. I like the twenty to thirty minute range. An hour is like you get to like thirty minutes and you just like hop on the phone and then you're like, oh, what happened? You know, that's just yeah. me. But yeah, I loved the show. Great watch. It was pretty funny, and it, it, there's definitely looks like there's going to be a second season, which I like. I look forward to. Sweet. Yeah, I know right. I kind of rambled on. A lot of things were going through my mind as I'd been like a couple weeks out of the show, but it, it was really good. That's all I'll tell oh, you. Oh, <laughs> that sounds good. I'm going to have to check it out. Um, I always love when you give me stuff to check out. 
because it's um, rare, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It sounds like something that I'm gonna like, actually. So I'm excited. You should watch it with your girl. The, the, so the two homies fall in love in, in the episode eventually. So it might, right. it might, it might help. I bet you. I bet you it's something she'll want to watch too. She's yeah. gonna probably hit me up about it. <laughs> she listens to the episodes sometimes, so uh, I, yeah. I would imagine she'll listen to this and say something to me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "You know, what? we should watch that show." <laughs> Shout out What's to the- Jill. Yeah, facts. Does she? Wow, oh, damn! I just lost my question. Oh, oh, what's she listening on? That was what I was gonna say. Well, she was watching the YouTube's. She now uh-huh. listens on Apple Podcasts, oh, I believe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. But uh, we'll let our guy take us out. Finish out the day. Take us out, Ray Ray. Gotta find a way to make you call me your man I'm hoping you a fan <laughs>